a good life. I am Eli. It's been a great week here at the Shackle Lodge. That's what we call our home, the Shackle Lodge, <laughs> in the Salty City. Ride your life with my best friend, four great kids, and this week, most of my extended family as well. There were 21 Shackle Fords. We all descended on the Shackle Lodge and had a roaring good time. Hey, today's inspiration for Way Good Life comes from one particular conversation over dinner and sort of a message I did a while ago as well. My family listens to this. So, first, thank you. You're some of my best supporters. Second, don't take offense. This is a journey that everyone is on. And today's not intended to be critical, but rather clarifying. If you feel like I'm picking on you, I'm not. We all do this. It was just highlighted for me again this weekend. And three, thank you. I'm making a commitment to grow in this area and way good life listeners. Hopefully you will too. Oh, oh, one of my pastor buddies, Andrew, did a message of my house this weekend called Beloved. I'm crediting him as well because that's really what today is about. Wigged Life today, you are not a discounted produce item. That's right, you heard it here first. You are not a discounted produce item because you're not. Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe about you. Deep breath, you ready? I believe that you are art. You are unique and valuable. You have purpose and beauty. You are good. Hear that one again. You are good. You're worthy beyond human comprehension. You are loved. I believe that you are not an accident, but a design, and that you reflect parts of the infinite, divine, like no one else. And, and that if you are not living, breathing, and loving in a way that is inimitable, then there is a hole in the universe, because no one can take your place, ever. You are unique. You are invaluable. You are you, and there's only one you. There's not another you. You. <laughs> you are you. So come on, way of good life. You are irreplaceable. And that's why I'm calling this episode, You Are Not a Discounted Produce Item. You're not. You are so much more. That's what I believe. All right, here we go. When I was dating... Uh, I went to a ring store in the mall of all places, and I bought Lindsay, that's my wife now, of 21 years, if you can believe it. I bought her an anniversary band. That's one of those rings that has diamonds all the way around instead of just one big one sticking out. I just thought it was cooler. Uh, I bought it in the mall from this guy who came from Czechoslovakia or someplace like that. He had a super cute accent, white hair. He asked me if I wanted the warranty. I said no. No, thank you. And then the guy said, warranty or not, bring it back. I fix for cheap. Eight months, eight months into marriage, one of the diamonds fell out. So I went back to the mall because I remembered the guy saying, I fix for cheap. This jeweler, this man, he saw me come in and he remembered my name. That stuck with me. He said, Eli, Eli, how is young bride? She like ring? I smiled my best smile, I talked for a minute, and I pulled out the ring. Man, that jeweler, that jeweler guy, his whole face fell like I'd insulted his mama or, or stomped on his toe or something. He looked at that ring, and he was heartbroken. You know, he kind of pulled it together, and then he said quietly, Tell me, Eli, is your wife mechanic? I will fix the ring, 
but she must take better care of it. She must take it off if she works on cars. Turned out, this guy, this old man, this jeweler, had never seen one of his rings so beat up. Just for the record, uh, Lindsay's not a mechanic. We were both just getting into rock climbing, so it was a fair question, because that ring was pretty dang beat up. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought it was Lindsay's ring, but really, it was this man's ring. I just bought it and gave it to my wife. This old white-haired jeweler who had handcrafted and designed and loved and cared for this personal piece of art. (laughs) That's just a ring, y'all, at a store in the mall. Please tell me you're with me. The ancient Hebrew book, Bereshit, says that the source, the, the divine creator, Yahweh, formed humans and then breathed his, her, or their own presence into them. Nothing else in the Hebrew creation account happens this way, by the way. Everything else is spoken word. The word speaks, and the thing happens. And and whatever you believe about origins, and there are a lot of valid ideas, whatever you believe, the author of Bereshit, we call that Genesis, goes out of his way to communicate that he believes humanity has a unique origin. So, whether figurative or literal or literary or metaphorical, the point is, this author wants you to know that he believes that your start, your being, you, 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 something hands-on happened with you. Crafted, sculpted, formed, shaped, and breathed. Breathed into. And I love that. I don't need to know that to know that you're valuable, that you're worthy, but I do love the intentionality that permeates that Hebrew tradition of humanity. I love that one of the oldest documents we have, and by far, by far the most accurately preserved ancient document in the world, starts off by saying, well, kind of what I said in the beginning, you are art, you are unique, valuable, purpose, beauty, good, worthy, loved. You are not an accident, but a design. You reflect parts of the infinite, the source, the life, the divine, like no one else. If you are not living, breathing, loving in a way that is inimitable, then the universe is missing you, and no one else can take your place. You're unique. You're invaluable. You're you. And there is only one you. There's not another you. You are you, and you are irreplaceable. And I love that this ancient manuscript, the most read book in the history of the world, begins with your value and my value and our collective beauty. I hate that that same book has been revised, I would say misinterpreted, to say you are broken, sinful, dirty, meaningless on your own. Hmm. But I do see how that's happened because I came up in the same world that you did. The world where life kicked our butts at age three and four and five and then just kept going. You don't get here where you are, where I am. You don't get here without scars, wounds, and labels that you were not intended to carry. And so, in my language, I'll say it like this. The voice of the creator quickly lost out among the other voices, the ones that said you weren't good enough, strong enough, beautiful enough, smart enough, 
athletic enough, spiritual enough, and whatever else enough, you are not. The odd thing about this is that most of us don't actually need to be condemned by those other voices because we do a good enough job on our own. And how messed up is that? So today, Way Good Life, let me introduce you to a new definition. It's super simple. I am loved. (laughs) There it is. You are loved. There it is. I believe that if you get still and listen hard enough, you'll begin to hear that. And today, I'm inviting you to let go of the labels that you've been saddled with. I don't know what they are for you. Wimp, bitch, ugly, shy, slut, nerd, fat, skinny, homo, midget, giant. Hmm. Those are just a handful. One time, one time I had kids write stuff that they'd been called that week. That week on my arms in a sharpie. <laughs> This was not necessarily my best idea. I'm telling you, I just wept when I read those words. They were heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I mean, the pain that covered my arms. That was hard to scrub off. Heartbreaking. That was one of the nights for me that I realized this world, those voices, your own accusations, they will destroy you if that's all you have. And way good life, I'm telling you right now, that is not who you are. You are more than that. You are not discounted. Come on. You are a full value human. Hmm. This is kind of fun. There's a grocery store by us uh, here in Utah. It's called Smith's. And they do Wahoo sales. They put these little stickers that say Wahoo. They're bright yellow and red. And Well, they say Wahoo. My friend Brock Pulver used to yell Wahoo whenever he threw one in his cart. So he'd he'd grab it and yell Wahoo and toss it in his cart. And I do. I love a Wahoo deal. Wahoo! Ten avocados for a buck. Wahoo! Big bag of pistachios for a buck ninety-nine. Wahoo! But you? You are not that. You are not that. You are not a discounted produce item. You hold infinite worth. You hmm, you are not a discounted produce item. You hold infinite worth. Infinite worth. I believe that. I do. Uh, when I was a youth pastor, I used to do like a bazillion grad parties. In one June, I had more than normal, like maybe 30 or 40. Super busy weekend. You can imagine the stress of trying to pop into 30 or 40 parties and have a meaningful gift for each of those students. Oh, somehow, I always got lined up to speak at our church that weekend, too. Like, doubly stressful. Hey, let's have Eli do the message this week. It's graduation week. As if Eli didn't have enough already going on in his life. One particular year... After speaking at church and then starting to blast my way through these parties, uh, I came into one of them and someone brought a cousin of the graduate to my table. Um, this, This young man had some disabilities and the people knew that I love people with disabilities, so they introduced him to me. I don't know if you know this about me. I mean, when I say I love people with disabilities, like, it would be hard for me to overemphasize how valuable some of those people have been in my life. Some of my greatest teachers through the years. And I love people with disabilities. I'm not just saying that to be cute or sensitive or whatever. Seriously, incredible impact in my life. So even even with my heart for people like this young man, I was in a hurry 
And I sat there and I fought through communication difficulties for, I don't know, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. But really, I was anxious to go because my weekend was packed. I was backing out of the parking lot after spending 20 minutes with this guy that I didn't know. When I heard this, that was the most important thing you'll do today. Now, some of you will call that a feeling or God's voice or the universe or whatever. I'm telling you, I knew. I knew that my honoring of that young man, my my time with him was not wasted. My relabeling from disabled or, or unabled or not as valuable to you are beautiful and special and worthy and irreplaceable. My look eyeball to eyeball as we ate pizza together, hmm. even in my rush human to human, I knew that the divine or whatever you call that voice had spoken to me because love is love and love is always the voice of truth. My time that day with that young man was priceless. I told you, some of my best teachers I later learned that that guy hadn't been treated real well and that my 20 minutes with him had been really special. He'd grown up being labeled by what he couldn't do, what he wasn't good at, what intelligence he didn't have. But I'm telling you, that guy had as much value as any other human and a whole lot more humility, generosity, compassion. Hmm. That guy was not a half-off item at a grocery store. And neither are you. I don't know what labels you carry, but it's time to let some of those go, and it's time to stop labeling other people. In my family of origin, uh, intelligence was a high value, something you're born with or something that you're born without. We use words like sharp and smart and intelligent. We, we mention what school someone went to or what job someone has or how much money they've made. The problem is, every time we use those, People who are aware that they are not those things are reduced in value over and over and over. I've had family members tell me that they've felt less than their whole lives. Hey, let's stop doing that. Two of my four kids are slightly out of, I don't know, norm, I guess. One for height and one for weight. Because of that, they've heard thousands of comments in their lifetimes. Thousands. Hey, let's stop doing that. Two inches below average, 20 pounds below average, even 50 pounds above average, or six inches above, or even 12 inches above. They know they're tall, skinny, short, fat. Stop telling them constantly, because I know you don't mean to do it. I know you don't. We can all think of ways that people have pointed out the obvious in our lives as well. It's almost just a habit, like a talking point, really. But when they hear that, what they hear is, oh, oh, you're a discounted item. You're not normal. You're weird. You're not enough. My kids are not a discounted produce item. I love those kids with all my heart. They're perfect. They're beautiful. They're valuable. They're good. They're worthy, and they're loved. I mean, they have flaws and faults, just like everyone, but love covers that and gives them grace to grow into who they already are. There it is. The one that has really set me off for years is the expression, oh, he's on the spectrum. Or, well, she's on the spectrum. 
It really shouldn't because no one means any harm. It's no different than the other comments we make. And if you're one of the people that use that particular expression, please hear me. Please hear me. There is no judgment. I used it too for a long time. Uh, my wife always says you can't know what you don't know. I get it. I don't blame you. And really, this particular expression is the one that just happened to come up in my family gathering. So family, if you're listening, I'm serious. No judgment, no blame, fam, fam. There's hundreds of similar expressions that we use. Hundreds. This just seemed like a good example. To label people, to hold people back, to discount them like a produce item. You know, some are 10% off in our world. Some are 50% off. Historically, some have been labeled 100% off. And that is tragic. Please hear me. Way Good Life listener, you are not a discounted produce item. You are not a discounted produce item. You are invaluable. So are the humans that surround you. Way Good Life, Way Good People, it's time to recapture what one of the oldest and certainly the widest read book in the history of the world ever claimed, Bereshit. Again, we know that as Genesis says, The Lord God formed Adam from Hadamah, that means the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And Adam, that's man and woman, became a living being. And then just a little bit further down, Genesis uh, 2.25 says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Shame is what we feel when we don't measure up. No shame, according to this ancient author, was the original intent. Can you even imagine? No shame. No shame. None. Because you, my friend, you are not a discount produce item. You're art. You're invaluable. So let's let go of the labels that wound and let's practice the words that heal. My wife. Oh, my wife Lindsay of 21 years last week, come on, is so sweet and so special. And and she's a genius. And I'm going to use that label on purpose <laughs> because she pushes back on everything. I've been blessed to have many teachers in my life. But I'm telling you, she's been my greatest. As I shared some of these thoughts with her, she said, actually, I like it when someone has special needs, when, when someone has a label, because then I know how to care for them differently, better, more appropriately. <laughs> I told y'all, I'll think I have the best idea, and then she'll give an off-the-cuff thought that makes me reevaluate. I mean, who am I anyway? Just like you, I'm just trying to figure out a healthy, generous, and good way forward. So, so here it is. Maybe this can serve as a guide in regards to labels. And credit goes to Lindsay for this one. Here's, here's a definition of love and its opposite. Spoiler alert. The opposite of love has never been hate. It's judgment. And it always has been. I mean, it can also be apathy, of course, but apathy is really just one of the most severe forms of judgment. You'll have to work this out practically every day in your own life, but, but I love what I'm about to share with you so much. Here's, here's a little guide for an appropriate, helpful use of labels. I do think this maybe came from Greg Boyd as I think about it, um, maybe even before him, I'm not sure who, but this is gold. Here it is. Love, hmm, 
Love is elevating the other at the expense of yourself. And judgment. Judgment is elevating yourself at the expense of the other. Is that good or what? I'm going to say that again. Love is elevating the other at the expense of yourself, and judgment is elevating yourself at the expense of the other. So I'm going to pick on the example I've already used, even though there's hundreds. This means if on the spectrum is spoken purposefully to elevate another for the fair and good treatment of the other, it's love. Like when my wife hears that about a teacher and she knows how to treat somebody better by sacrificing on her own end, that is love. But if the same expression, if on the spectrum, is used to make excuses for someone or to elevate yourself or others, because, you know, we all know, it then becomes judgment, which is the opposite of love. Hmm. Now, most of us are so nuanced and complicated and and really beautiful in so many ways. We don't actually even know what we intend or what the other person might receive. In which case, let me say this to you. Be careful, my friends. Be careful in this area. Because labeling, marking, identifying, valuing, and devaluing, hmm, those are dangerous forms of expression. I'm going to go back to the same expression, no, or same example. No use trying to use a different one. Uh, maybe when you're tempted to say, on the spectrum, you could introduce that same human by sharing something amazing about that person instead. After all, how do you want to be introduced? What first impression would you like to be said about you? One, one of your many disabilities, we've all got them. And trust me, we can all name them. <laughs> oh, or one of your unique abilities. Because we've all got those too. This area is too important to take lightly. Please, please err on the side of generosity and caution. Like a fine diamond ring, humans are too precious for us to be responsible for messing up. Far too precious. So please be careful. Hey, if you're carrying around labels that others have given you, labels that have marred and wounded and scarred and scabbed, would you trust me when I say, come on, way good life, you are not a discounted produce item. If you need to hear me personally say that, would you look me up? Let's talk. My podcast is small enough, (laughs) for good or bad, it's small enough that I have time to respond to every single listener. So please, look me up, because you are invaluable. Hey, please support the show by sharing, rating, reviewing, and you could even join my support team. It currently stands at two, but you could make it three. Uh, I'm so thankful for every listener. You guys should know my family heads to Costa Rica in about four days. We're leaving for an entire month. Hopefully, hopefully you'll continue to hear from me while we're in Central America. But it's hard to make a guarantee. Music comes from my good friend Taylor Lacey. Please continue to download his tunes and support him as well. And now a blessing. May you hear the voice.
It's quiet, sure. That's the nature of the source. It's nuanced and subtle and has room for every different interpretation, but it's there. She's there, whispering at night and humming in the morning. May you hear him speaking over you and breathing life into your nostrils. And may you hear the truth of love, that you are loved. You are loved. You are treasured. You are unique. And oh, buddy, come on. If you hear that voice, and if if the tune rings true, may you pick out the notes and join in the chorus of speaking that same truth to the precious ones around you until we all hear the many varied melodies and harmonies. Loved. You are loved. You are loved. Be blessed, good people. Be blessed. Dear Dolores, I hope by now I can tell Sex sells and that's a shame The house is a mess again about you.